of How's Things, a podcast and radio show from the David A. Howe Public Library recorded right here in Wellsville, New York. Today, I'm joined by children's librarian Kate Miller. Kate, how are you? I'm here. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Kate's, Kate's always very reluctant to podcast with me, but she's she's willing. With this opportunity, I had to. Yeah, of course, you had to. <laughs> today, today, we do have a special guest, Winsome Bingham, author of Soul Food Sunday. Winsome, welcome. Thank you for having me. This is, I still, this is still such a crazy story to me. The fact that like we're sitting here talking and how this all came to be. So back forever ago, January, I want to say, Kate and I did a special episode on the Youth Media Awards. And one of the books we were talking about was Soul Food Sunday. It was selected uh, as a Coretta Scott King honor book for illustrations. And uh, I had read this to my son independently of that. And we both just loved it. So Kate and I were talking about it. And Winsome, somehow the episode got to you, right? Yeah, my friend, because, you know, we're all writers. Yeah, and yeah. So she send me a text and she says, oh, so who did you pay for this? <laughs> <laughs> she said, how much did you pay him to do this? And I was like, what? So she sent me the episode and I listened to it. I'm like, oh, that's... I always love when librarians love it because yeah. publishing is weird. <laughs> and it's weird in the sense that so many books get published yearly. And because of that, a lot of books don't get to see the, like, get the love and support. As yeah. a like, I found some amazing books in Goodwill. And I'm like, oh, and I'm reading, like, I never knew this book existed. That type yeah. of thing. So when you can hear people, like, really love it and talk about it and speak power into it, that speaks to me. Yeah. Because one of the things I think for Soul Food you know, yes, it's a black family. However, families coming together, bonding over food is nothing far-fetched, right? Mm -hmm. Of course. Every yeah. culture have a moment of a joy. They have a soul food moment. Mm -hmm. It might not be the same foods as in this book. However, my friend um, Manying is from Hong Kong and her family gather and they eat all kinds of different foods. Um, her and I, we connect over chicken feet, like we love it. And chicken, so, okay, okay. A lot of our friends don't eat it, but like we're like good, more fast, more fast. <laughs> and then I, my friend Jen um, Ortiz, she's Mexican. Okay. And they gather on Wednesdays and have these soul food moments. So it's really not just black folks. Like families come together over food and eat. Absolutely. And I think that's yeah. one of the reasons why this book like resonated with people. Yeah. I agree. Well, it's just, it's so joyful, you know, like every page. I mean, there's joy on every page. There's just excitement about things that, you know, just whatever, washing vegetables, you know, cutting up cheese, whatever. Like it, but the, but I think the joy that you can see, the illustrations are great, you know, and that, that I think really elevates it as well. But, you know, the, what's, what's there, I think, in the writing really captures that sense of like, you know what it's like to be cooking with with family you know just I'm, family yep absolutely everybody has their job right their, their right role and and you That's recognize right. that well my right. my grandma and i always used to make banana bread like that was the thing like i go to my grandma's house and we get out you know the old card that you could hardly read anymore and and make that <laughs> loaf of banana bread so you know for me it kind of called back some of those sort of memories so yeah i think there is a real universal thing here that that everybody yep. can relate to yes 
agree. No, I'm curious how this happened because this is your first published book, right? First published anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's really weird how it happened. This wasn't supposed to be my first book to come okay. out, actually. I was a teacher for 17 years. Okay. And I love chapter books. And so I wanted to learn how to write them. And I signed up for a class at Highlights. And when I got there, the facilitator was Wiley Blevins. And when you sign up for the class, then you get a critique from the facilitators. But because I didn't have a, a chapter book written, I, was, I signed up at the last minute. And two, I didn't even know you get a critique. And he said to me, you know, we can critique anything. It doesn't have to be a chapter book. And I was okay. like, because I just wanted to learn how to write chapter sure. books. But it was interesting how the universe worked because this manuscript was written in like 2012. I always say 2013, but I found the original like manuscript dated like 2012. And I had oh. like a couple weeks before I had came across it on my computer. And I said to myself, you know, I need to go back and look at that soul food manuscript again. So when he said that, I'm like, I don't have anything that, oh, you know what, let me just give him soul food sure. and came back like two weeks later I got an email like um I don't know what your agent had for this book but we'd like to acquire it wow and so she was out of town and I was so I was like oh really so it you know I don't need to, to work on it and she already had plans for it to send it out okay so, um she sent it out to others including Wiley and it went to auction and he didn't get it at auction, but he got the big price because now I work for him. Really <laughs> well, it's a better deal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I always look at what's missing on yeah. the show. You know, I taught at an IB school in Virginia. I'm always looking for stuff. And it's whenever things are missing, I write stories with my kids so they can have their own stories. So to me, it's not really that far-fetched to create stories, get them published. I just never see myself like, I thought it was possible, but I didn't believe it was possible. Sure, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because if you think about how many books get published and, you know, but when I got my agent, let's just say I had a whole bunch of manuscripts sitting. Okay. So, so that's why so many, because like, right, you know, right. I write a lot, however, I'm just blessed that this has taken on. Um, I just learned uh, two Mondays ago, I was at a bookstore in West Haven by Yale. Mm -hmm. And my auntie, she was she always flipped because it didn't have a sticker. And we we're like, well, why doesn't it have a sticker? It has a CSK. <laughs> and we realized it's in its fourth printing. And it hasn't oh, even wow. been a year. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing, but it's not surprising because when you look at the accolades, you know, like it, you, it, it gets tiring just reading all the things that it, it seemed to be pulled for, you know, <laughs> that, you know, it was recognized by Publishers Weekly, the New York Times, you know, just everything. It, it seems like there was there was a real uh, a real pull to this book. And I'm wondering, you know, as, as a writer, seeing your book take off in this way and seeing the way people respond to that, is that overwhelming is that is that intimidating for what comes next or no because you already got them in a drawer and you're ready to go yeah it's it's not overwhelming and intimidating for me there are moments that I get overwhelmed so full disclosure I have a traumatic brain injury okay I was in the military and I have a traumatic brain injury from war mm. and so at times I don't trust my brain so if I have good days where I can just pump out manuscript I just try to pump them out yeah. you know 
I don't know if it was intimidating. My point is I get overwhelming sometimes. Big crowds, just different times. I see. Overwhelming. And with a lot of stuff that's actually happening with this book, I'm grateful and I'm happy. And I'm especially happy because I didn't choose a big house when it went to publishing. Yeah. And so the house that I chose is not a big five. I'm glad to see that they're, you know, they're believing it and that they're pushing it the way they've been, they've invested in it. Mm-hmm. And I'm so, so appreciative of that. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about the process from it going from manuscript to finished product? Uh, we already sort of mentioned the illustrations here, but the illustrations, I think, pair so well with the story that you're telling. So I'm wondering, you know, what, what involvement you had in that, how that process works. Yeah. So the illustrator is amazing CG Esperanza and uh, he just won the Odyssey Award for Boogie Boogie Y'all to this year. And we have a sequel coming to Soul Food Sunday called Fish Fry Friday. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. So the, the publisher, it went, my agent sent it out to publishers, you know, basically here's a book. It's nothing like it. We hope you love it. Like we do basically. And they jump on and say, oh my gosh, we would love to acquire this book. We like this, 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 that type of thing. And so they set a meeting with editors. So the editors who are interested, we have a phone call and they tell me why they love it. And I tell them, I ask them questions like, why should I let you publish this book? And who do you see illustrating it? And every editor, they're like, yeah, we have such and such in mind. They do this. I like such and such because they, they, you know, illustrate Black Joy so well. Mm. And when I got to Emma Ledbetter at Abrams, I said to her, so who do you see illustrating this? And she was like, I have an artist I want to work with. No name, nothing. That's, she didn't <laughs> tell me anything. That's all okay. she said, artist I want to work with. And technically in publishing, authors, we don't get to pick our illustrators. Yeah, yeah we don't have say-so. Publishers do whoever they feel, you know, is great for the book. So I was like, okay, but I really, I liked Emma. I liked a lot of the editors. I was confound. I like every time I got off the phone with someone, I said to my agent, they're going to get it. I really like their vibe. And then it's like, each time I'm like, oh my gosh, now that process was daunting. I bet. And was overwhelming. And I remember at times I said to my agent, you need a pick. I can't do it. I imagine. Yeah. My, and, but because my aunt, my auntie Chad was like, when? She's from the Philippines. She's like, when? These are professionals. Don't worry about it. They know what they're doing. Whoever you pick, it's going to be great, right? So she's prompting me. She's basically saying to me, let it go. Mm. Sure. Whoever, you can't pick a bad person here. Yeah. And that spoke to me. So Emma ended up getting it. I chose Emma at Abrams. And I love working with her. I love working with her so much that we did a two book deal. And after the the second book and she bought it, which is coming out next year's illustrated by E.B. Lewis. And my agent's like, oh, we get to go out. I'm like, send it to Emma. I didn't Mm. want to go to any other editor. Yeah. And so Emma ended up buying five or six of my books. Wow. Yeah. So Abrams, I, I feel like, their home in the sense that they've been good to me. And since then they've given me inputs and so forth into having say so with my illustrators. Oh, wow. That's great. Then. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. For the first time I didn't, but she's, I picked E.B. Lewis. Juana Martinez Neal is illustrating uh, one of my books called The Park about a homeless veteran and a little boy mm. saving 
Park, CG's Fish Fry Friday. We have Missing Mama. I'm so excited about this one. And it's being illustrated by Raheel Jean-Paul Bell. You've got a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. But the process is after they get it, the book, she edits it. We talk, go back and forth. What's not working? What should work? What are my thoughts on this? And once I sign off on it, it goes to a team and mm -hmm. a team of designers, copy editors, and they design the book. CG is on board. He's sending his illustrations back okay. and forth. Okay. And then they print it, I think, I'm pretty sure in Canada. And here's the book, Soul Food is Born. I can't, I mean, it's, it's such an inspiring story. Here, you know, you, here you are signing up for this workshop and then bam, hardly, what, how long has passed? A year, two years? And you've got this whole line of books coming out ahead of you. I mean, that's, that's yeah. just a really exciting thing. Yeah, I have a really awesome agent who was able to sell like eight books in like a year or maybe wow. a year and a half, you know, yeah. but I write, I'll go I get up at 4.30 every morning and I it's write. It's too early. That's too early. <laughs> Everyone knows I get up at 4.30. Okay. Okay. And I used to get up and write. I might not write a book or a manuscript, but I might write a poem. Okay. Or a short story. But I just, I like that process of writing. Sure. You know, yeah. it might not be published, but it's that process. Yeah. Right. Keep the wheels turning. Yeah. <laughs> Right. And consistency and consistency. And I have to imagine, at least in my house at 430 in the morning, it would be very quiet. I feel like maybe <laughs> I'd actually be able to think of a full thought through. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, it is very quiet. Right. And you get to to think and you get to hear yourself. Yes. But sometimes you have to do that because we neglect ourselves so often. Mm. That's true. But if we get those moments and we can sneak those quiet moments where we can just be by ourselves to appreciate ourselves and do a Mary J. Blige, look in the mirror and tell yourself <laughs> you're gorgeous. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Those moments should be special as well and be celebrated as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, you've talked a little bit about just the, the appeal of, of the, the concept of Soul Food Sunday, but I'm wondering, like, what inspired you to write that book? Like, where, where were you, where were you, like, in your head when you were like, you know, this is the book I'm going to write today? What, what really brought that to the forefront? You know, I look back, people ask me this question all the time. Well, I'm sure, and I yeah. thought it was one thing, but it wasn't. It uh. wasn't one thing. It was a mixture of different things yeah. of not seeing Black joy on the shelf. Think about it. We see this push now where we need diverse books, right? And we're seeing all these books. Yeah. But think about it. This was in 2012. Nothing was going on back then. That's true. Absolutely. Right? Very you, different you're landscape. You're not seeing these books. You're yeah. seeing Black authors write stories that's threaded with slavery or sadness or struggles. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. you have to think about at that point in 2012, why did I feel like we needed Black joy? It could have been that. The mm -hmm. fact that I was seeing these things, these like, trust me, every story is important, right? And we need to continue telling those stories, right? We don't need a burial. But at the same time, there need to be a balance. Absolutely. My therapist, I go to therapy every Friday. And I tell people, you guys should be glad I'm in therapy. But <laughs> one of the things I remember one time, I there was this guy, Vic Mensa, that Kanye West produced, and he had this song, There's Something Going On. And I love the song. Mm -hmm. I played it all, all the time. It was just because I felt like it encaptures my life. And my therapist said to me, 
that song is depressing and (laughs) stop listening but she was absolutely right but because I connected with it because I felt like it was my life she said the brain holds on Mm. things right that's why we suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder yeah the brain holds on to trauma she says if you keep on putting negativity in your brain it'll stay there Mm. you can never beat it yeah and there needs to be a balance and it works that way for books there should be a balance you should balance out sadness and joy right you should balance out pain and hurt it needs to be balanced absolutely natural emotions need the balance and i didn't understand that and she told me i don't want you to listen to that song anymore but she was so right because the more i listened to that song i got so sad yeah. because i started reflecting on how sad my life was mm. i was holding on to sadness and then think about that for children's book if you keep on giving kids sadness they're holding on to sadness yeah absolutely Deep be a balance. And so I want to be the one to balance it out, even though I wrote some sad books, but <laughs> oh, I try to balance yeah. it out so they can have something for themselves, but something for us and, you know, and to normalize their community. We Absolutely. do this all the time. People slide in my DM on Instagram. Oh my God, this is my family. But when, <laughs> you know, February 22nd, 2022 is World Read Aloud Day. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. For a second, but with word read aloud day, I was reading my book to a class, and a little girl said to me, a little black girl, she said, "But isn't that nonfiction?" And so she said, "They're saying it's fiction, but it's nonfiction because we do this every Sunday at my house." Oh, and it sweet. was that, yeah, it was that moment of recognition, like, well, why isn't it nonfiction, right? Because it's technically a true story. Sure. Right? So why is it? But then it was that conversation for people to talk about what they did. And now we have this opening lane of conversation. Yeah. What is fiction versus nonfiction for kids? How do they see it in real in the real world? Yeah. Wow. So that was powerful to me. Absolutely. Well, as I said, I think the joy really, really just springs off the page, you know, th- through your words. Is that as a writer? I mean, is that is that the takeaway that you want people to have? Is that if they're going to take one thing away from the book, is it that that concept of joy? Definitely the concept of joy, but the definitely also the concept of teamwork, right? Yeah. I think yes. the first team a child is on is a team or family mm-hmm. when we think about team we're always thinking about baseball softball but think of team works together to accomplish a goal right mm-hmm. something yeah. big family is a team and i think people will see this but if they never thought of their family as a team maybe this time they will just by seeing because everyone did their part for something glorious to happen at the end right so yeah. they can celebrate something absolutely isn't that what team does yeah I thought your biggest takeaway was going to be to wash your greens in vinegar, vinegar. and lemon yes. juice. <laughs> Miss Kate, I hate grainy greens. I guess that, was, that was my takeaway yeah. from the book. <laughs> it should be, right? I hate grainy greens. It was, it was interesting. Um, every year, well, this is the second year I did it in June. Well, this year we did in July of, because of ALA. But I have a kid-lit dinner party at my house in Connecticut. Lovely. And so I invite other kid um, children writer. I invite agents, editor. And this year was really nice because I met Nas Khan, Room for Everyone. Have you read that book? Yes. Mm, yeah, yeah. 
Absolutely. So Nas drove all the way from D.C. Tracy Todd, who wrote Nina, came. Mm-hmm. Antoine E.D., Nigel in the Moon. Like, we had all these writers. And we had agents and editors. And C.G. came, and we didn't even realize he came in outfit. Because in the book, this picture, because this, this is the illustrator. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> he wore this shirt, the same shirt that he used in the book. And I was like, <laughs> That's how you show up at a party. Like, you yep. come in oh here. That's right. That's, That's right. too funny. But one of the things about that got me was the fact that everyone ate up all the greens. <laughs> <laughs> I literally got a piece of a leaf. Like, everyone gravitated to the greens. And I was going down the steps, and one of the, the attendees at the party, they said, you know, yeah, I was trying to see if, it, if you had grainy greens, but you didn't. You didn't. <laughs> and I'm like, I hate grainy greens. Yep. So oh, yeah, that is a message as well. I think greens, <laughs> and, yeah, if you cook them right, they're amazing. I love them and I cook them all the time. Debbie Machico Florence have a book come, came out yesterday and I'm throwing her a launch party on Saturday and she wants green, so I'm going to have to cook green. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Now you've got a name so for you yourself have no choice. outside of the picture books. That's you know? right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious, are there books that inspired you as a child? You know, as, as kids are, are reading and discovering this book now, what, what were you reading as a kid? Nancy Drew, Hardy Boys. Oh, okay. All right. Mysteries. Yeah. My, so I grew up on an island. I grew up in Jamaica and okay. my great grand aunt was a reader, but it was interesting. My grandmother and my grand aunt, they were living in Canada, England, and the U S and because she read, they would send her books, but it was Nancy Drew's. Hmm. It wasn't until I was in America that I knew Nancy Drew a kid's book. Oh, okay. Yeah. She was, she sure. was way in her seventies, eighties. She got okay. every the day and all she did was read yeah that's great and so she put them in a barrel behind her dress and i would sneak them out and read them <laughs> take them to school and okay. share with friends and because i was in high school at 10 years old okay. so oh i was the only one 10 year old in my class everyone was like 12 and 13 because our system is different in the island i see in the islands in fourth grade you take a test if you pass you go to high school skip five and six if you oh, don't wow. pass you go to fifth grade, take the test again, hope to get to high school. If you don't pass, you go to sixth grade. And if you don't pass in sixth grade, then they put you in a technical track, hmm. like plumber, electrician. So that's okay. how the system is. That is interesting. School, yeah. It's just, and so at 10, I'm the youngest one in my family to ever pass it. I passed and went to high school. Mm. But I, I was there with 12 and 13-year-olds. Yeah. Right. So they were way above me. Think about a 10-year-old with 13-year-old. It's yeah. huge. That's that a big, is. that's so a big I gap. Would, huge gap. And so I would read. So read, growing up for me, reading was um, Nancy Drew, Hardy Boy, and Boxy Twins. So is that is that the thing that really stirred your passion for writing chapter books? I mean, is that, you think that's where it comes from? I think that, I know, I think my, I love chapter books because when I was teaching, there weren't enough of them. There weren't yeah. enough of them. Yeah. And when I were teaching, my students loved the ABC, Cam Jensen, those type mm-hmm. of things. So I read, I read so much read aloud that I really like it. And I'm always like, you know, I could make this better if I did this. <laughs> and one of our writing, we would, one of our projects used to be, we would take one of those chapter books and they have to retell it, mm. change nice. the ending, just different things. And so 
they were so creative. And yeah. that's why I love them. I think is they're so open that you can do mix and mingle and, you know, rip them apart and then put them back together. It's someone else's work to create your own. Yeah. I taught that to my students. What I write, I don't do that because as you can see from Soul Food, but it's something about kids having an input in controlling narrative. Okay. How things should be told. And that's why I love chapter books. Okay. So what is the next thing that you have? That what's, what's next to be uh, published on, on your schedule? So the next to be published is The Walk. And The Walk is about a community going to vote. Oh. Granny's going to vote. And Good time. They, they vote as a community. They stop and gather people from the old lady up the street with <laughs> a walker. And they stop at a barbershop. And they stop at the church. And just everybody walk to the polls as a community. And it's called The Walk. And it's being illustrated by E.B. Lewis. Okay. That's wonderful. And then I have Fort Good series. And that's a chapter book series coming from Ray Craft Books. Okay. And, um, four kids, Ying, uh, Ying, Lang, George, and um, how do I forget? Oh, Ying, Lang, George, and Carlos, brothers and friends having adventures on a military base. And I based yeah. the base on the post of Fort Monroe, Virginia, because we, we lived there for years. Oh, okay. Right on the Chesapeake Bay. It has a moat. <laughs> My son was convinced it was haunted. <laughs> um, he had some ghostly experience there. Wow. <laughs> Let him tell it. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, Fort. And then we have Life is Beautiful from Simon & Schuster Beach Lane Books. And it's about grief and memories mm-hmm. and it's a grand a grandmother spending time with her grandbaby okay and creating wow. memories and then she passed on and the mom had to step in now and carry on the the tradition okay well, right, so, another tearjerker uh, yeah i was gonna say <laughs> not yeah. a read aloud for me <laughs> <laughs> so if people are wanting to follow along you know and see what's new for me where's the best place for them to find you online on twitter okay I've better on, at twitter because at first, I was all about the craziness that's going on in our world. Oh, yeah. I lost my thoughts on that. Yep, but, yep, yep. Um, definitely, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm not a big social media person. I mm-hmm. should be, but I'm, I just, you know, I'm 50. I just turned 50. So, so it's like, oh, but um, yeah. I'm on, on Twitter at ArmyVet5. So it's ArmyVet and the number five. Okay. And on okay. Instagram. I'm Army Vet 5 and everything is spelled out. Okay. Army Vet 5 is spelled all the way out. Great. Wonderful. Okay. All right. Well, we so appreciate you taking the time today and I appreciate uh, you reaching out. I was so shocked when my phone rang and it was you. Oh, <laughs> I, for me, whenever people like, I'm like, that's so dope because, you know, it's 44,000 books out there. Yeah. You can support and you chose to support mine. And I want you to know, I appreciate that so much. So thank you for doing that. Absolutely. Thank we, you. We enjoyed the book and we enjoyed our conversation today. Me too. I appreciate you having me. Y'all have a blessed day. Yes, you, you too. too. Okay, bye. 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 Seriously, Kate, it was like I was just sitting here and my phone rang and there was like a lady. Are, are you the one who does the library podcast? And I was like, uh-oh. Um, could, could you explain why <laughs> I you're know. asking? <laughs> tell me why you want to know that and then I'll tell you. So it was just such a pleasant surprise. And she she sent such a such a lovely note and, and the signed copy of the book yes. she sent. Just all very thoughtful. Got yeah, there. you can check it out right, right here at the David A. Howe Public Absolutely. Library.
Yeah, I remember you telling me. I was like, no way. I know. <laughs> I'm like, where's Kate? Seriously? Where's Kate? Because it, it was kind of a gap because we did that in January. Yeah, it and was like we, February or yeah, something, I feel again. like. <laughs> you know, what cracks me up about that is like, you know, every year when we do the Youth Media Awards, it's always sort of like, well, we like this and we like this. And I remember this year, we didn't really love a lot of the it, it wasn't a big year for us. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't our favorite it year. It wasn't. So I'm glad that it was her <laughs> who listened to it and maybe not one of the others where we were like, eh, we didn't like it so much. Right? But Yeah, no. no I, was, I think that was probably our I best, think, yeah, probably our for best, the best chance here. No, but Soul Food Sunday was a hit in my house. My son really loved it, and he was very excited to see the signed copy and it everything. It was just so, so beautiful. Yeah, it really I was. I can't even. It, and that mac and cheese recipe in the back. Oh, I mean, geez. Yeah. With the cheese, I know, man. I know. It makes me hungry just thinking about yeah, now I got to go get some lunch. Yes. <laughs> anyway, our thanks again to Winsome Bingham for joining us today. You can find her on social media, as she mentioned. You can also check out her website, BinghamRights.com. That's got a list of uh, information about Soul Food Sunday, reviews and things. And there's also a list of upcoming books that are coming out to publish. So you can kind of keep an eye on that as things go forward. I'm looking forward to her Fort Good chapter book series. I know, right? Yeah. I don't know if I'm ready for the tearjerker, yeah, but well, I, I do kind of want to. I'm excited about the walk, though. Yeah, yeah. That did no, sound that does really sound good. good and timely, of course. Yeah, yeah, so, well, yes, <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, we'll be keeping an eye out for that. All right, well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of How's Things. Kate, as always, thanks for joining me. Hey, thanks. It Reluctantly. was less painful than sometimes, <laughs> know. you know? Yeah, you seem cheerful. One. You seem <laughs> cheerful. All right, bye, everybody. Bye.